and welcome to Chica Chat with Two Healthy Chicas, part seven. <laughs> A re-recording of episode four. This yes. Is, this is Becky. And I'm Des. And we're here to take you on a wellness journey with some spice and maybe some antidepressants. Yeah, we're going to talk about mental health. Mental health. Mental health today (laughs) and how it encompasses all of our lives. Right. And it's health, it's food, it's family, it's parenting, it's marriage. It's all that rolled up into one mental health session. (laughs) One, one, one wonderful mental health session. And for me, because I'm still on medication, I'll grab my coconut water. Right. And I'm still, it's early here. So I'm, um, I'm out in Palm Desert. So I'm going to grab my electrolyte water, but I will grab some champagne later and some chips and I'll get some (laughs) chips and guac. So sounds delicious. And join us for a fiesta of feelings and good times. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, both of us being out of the hospital, um, I think both of us have just kind of had different things happen with our mental health. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I think that, like I said, for me, it's been more sporadic, you know, a night in the hospital, you know, a night here and there at home because, you know, I'm primarily on bed rest with some activity. Um, But I know that you kind of really had a significant mental health experience in the hospital. And so yeah, I, for sure. And it was it was funny because, I mean, I I knew it when it was happening and right after, but I didn't really think about it again until I saw your post the other day of the image that you had the view from your hospital room, and um and it looked like uh, nice, right? There was a nice right. view. <laughs> you were by yourself. Um, <laughs> I was in a room, and all I saw was a curtain, so I didn't get to see outside for a couple of days. Um. I did, I did take a little walk down the hall and peeked outside, but they were like, oh my God, don't walk. I'm like, I'm fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, I run four miles a day. <laughs> exactly. I was like, for real. Um, and if anything happens, I'm in a hospital. So like best place. Um, so, so I was in a room with, I was in the ER the first night and they were like, oh, we're going to admit you. And I was like, oh, great. And then they couldn't find a bed, which, you know, made me feel okay because that meant I wasn't in absolute need. But I slept on like a cot or whatever by myself. And then um, they let me in the room the next day. And I had a roommate who was a little older than I am. And she kept yelling out that she was going home in 20 minutes, going home in 20 minutes. And I thought, oh, my God, she better not be yelling this out every 20 minutes for the rest of the trip. Because I yeah. can't, right? I'm in here for heart things. I can't take it. So <laughs> she, and she wasn't lying. She got she, about 20 minutes. Someone came and picked her up. The um, the cute ambulance guys came and picked her up and she was out of there. And then I was like, oh, good. Maybe no one will come in. And then probably like an hour or two later, there was another, um, I got another roommate and she was older than me as well. Um, we both didn't speak the same language. So I couldn't understand her and she couldn't understand me, even if we did try to talk, which was fine for me because I didn't want to be super chatty. Um, But when I finally, I hadn't been able to eat. I was, they were having me fast, which was not a big deal. (laughs) Fasting was horrible for me too. (laughs) And I was okay because I thought, well, whatever. But then I was hungry and I finally got um, some food. And they then decided to empty this woman's uh, catheter. So so they took this big... (laughs) bottle of urine like right like open urine too just like right past me while I was eating um so that was cool that was like the (laughs) intro to this new roommate 
Um, and then her family came to visit, which I thought was great and brought their own, you know, they brought their own meal, which was cool. And then they were washing the dishes in the bedpan, which I I didn't love. Um, (laughs) I didn't really understand that. And then I was like, just take the, just take them home. Just wash them home. I wouldn't, I would have brought my own dishes. Maybe I wouldn't have, I don't know. No judgment. Um, and then. She wouldn't leave the, she kept the light on all night. She wouldn't oh let God. them turn the light off. So I was wrapped with like a, like a mask and earbuds and whatever, trying to sleep and a fan. I had a fan app, like a white, oh. noise, a white noise app the whole night. So obviously, I mean, you don't sleep well in the hospital anyway. Right. So, right. But then, in, then at like around 1030, she started asking if she could have some candy and then she was eating, I think it sounded like peanut brittle. So she was oh like chomping. <laughs> on peanut brittle and I'm like okay fine but then I felt bad because she couldn't get up right so she was old she was like in her 90s I think they said and she wasn't able to get out of bed and so she then she cleaned her teeth out like this for like 20 minutes and I felt like I feel bad because she couldn't get up and brush her teeth that would have drove me nuts so I have empathy for this for my roommate but um it wasn't my favorite 24 hours in the hospital no that sounds like a horrific 24 hours yeah and it was actually after a delightful um nurse in the er whose name was bart and i remembered because he didn't look like a bart um but bart had told me that if i if i went left ama that i might drop dead um And that there'd be nothing they could do then. And I didn't really particularly like that comment. Because I, I mean, like if he thought I was going to do that, um, maybe there was a better way to say it. Or I don't know. Like Kevin and I were not, my husband and I were sitting there asking questions. Like we were not, like I wasn't running out the door, right? I wasn't like pulling my IV out. And I wasn't, <laughs> you know, like ripping off my gown. I was just sitting there asking him questions. And yeah. um, that that actually was super negative and sent me to a pretty bad place because uh, physically I was fine. Like I felt fine. I had this SVT episode. They got me back to normal. They wanted to do some tests. So it was really kind of preliminary stuff or, or proactive kind of testing. But that comment was, was difficult to, to kind of bounce back from. And um, I don't know if you had anything similar to that when you were in, in, in the gig, in the, in the whatever, <laughs> what's it called? In the hospital. I felt like Shawshank when I got out of there. Like, I, felt I like, <laughs> You definitely sound like that was more of like a, like prison sentence than it was <laughs> in a hospital, a hospital stay. And especially just being a mom and being worried, like right. you've got this yeah. thing going on and you've got these girls at home. Like I, I would have a really tough time with that too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I completely understand. And um, I just, I think that's, that's a lot. And I think like, for me, it was like, I was in such bad pain Mm. when I went to the hospital and I was in the ER, like pretty much once they started giving me something for the pain, like I could like withstand a lot because I'd probably gone through like a good 24 hours of pain. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, great. And then the next day was my surgery. And like I said, I kind of had this crazy surgery where it just looked like a normal appendix removal. Right. Yeah. And then you take out the appendix and all this blood and pus starts coming. We'll, we'll say. Uh, yeah. Uh, blood and pus. Blood and, blood and pus. <laughs> Let's go for toxins right now so we don't gross out all our viewers. <laughs> um, 
so yeah and like and obviously it could have been like a life-threatening situation Ugh. um because they do the surgery now robotically so it's like the surgeon had to change things up and go from removal of the appendix to removal of all of these toxins that were in right. and, and had they gotten into my colon had they you know too many you know gotten into my abdomen and, and him not being able to get them out like obviously it could have been deadly Ugh. so that was like my next thing where I was like okay, well, like, I'm so grateful to be alive. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm alive. So I'm so happy. So, you know, and like the same thing, had to fast, I had to just drink um, water um, from like this little sponge thing to wet my mouth. Oh. And, um, and like, couldn't watch TV. Um, you know, IVs in both arms because of medication. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fluids. And I couldn't even move my arm without it going off. So like no talking to friends, no texting, because it's like everything you would do would set off this alarm. Right. And, um, and I just got really lucky on like my, you know, second or third day with a nurse who's like, oh yeah, let me show you how to turn that off. Because I was having to be that annoying person calling, right? <laughs> calling down. Like if there's an issue, if the IV bag is empty, don't turn it off. Call us. Sure, sure. Just because you're moving, here's how to turn it. Right? Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like, the texting people was like keeping me like sane in in there in there. So that would have been so hard for me if I wouldn't have been yeah. able to text. Like, just and I even called my therapist when I was in there because I was, you know, I was freaked out. I was like, this sucks. And, and that is like, that's like so important to do is to be able to just like reach out and to connect yeah. with people. And like, for me, like, you know, kind of like being a mom, but being a mom at like a different stage where it's like my kid's like five and he's just yeah. like constantly like, mom, where's this? What do you do? Right. <laughs> I was just like, I'm enjoying the silence. <laughs> this, this is a retreat for me. Um, but, you know, and then, and then the reality of, being in in the hospital and the hospital food and um and that's when I kind of had like my mental health moment of um they moved me from water to clear liquid so I gotta start having like some chicken broth and like some apple juice and right like, yeah I was like on cloud nine like woohoo I gotta you know get out of here and, and yeah have some decent food and um and then when they moved me to the beef broth I got that lunch and dinner like my body. Like Hold that. on, you're you're breaking up just a tiny bit. Oh, is that better? Yeah. Okay. Um, when they move me this way, it's not. You're still okay. breaking up. Do you know what? Let me go ahead and let me change locations real okay. quick. And it just started, so. Yes. So my son and husband might come home in any minute now. Okay. So I was in a location where I wouldn't be disturbed by them, but that's okay because, you know, people I can hear you now. Hear, you can hear me much better. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So um, after the the two meals of beef broth, my stomach couldn't hang, and mm. I was constantly having to get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And um, one time, I thought I it was a fart, and it wasn't. And it was yeah. like four a.m. in the morning. Of course, and, yeah, exactly. And I'm having to call my nurse and getting him to come help me clean myself up and clean mm. the bed up. Yeah, and, and that was just like that was like my mental breaking point. And, right. Um, that was when it was just like all of the things that I've been like, this is okay. This is a mm -hmm. good thing. Yeah. I never get time to myself. I never get to have it be quiet. I just survived this crazy thing. 
Yeah. Be happy your life. Be great. Like all, it's like all of those things, even though I'm, you know, putting my best foot forward, it's like, they still affect you. Of course. Yeah. That was the night that I just broke. And so I know for you, you talked about reaching out to your therapist when you, were there other things that you did for your mental health? Um, yeah, I, I, I took like copious notes when I was in there, but I did that also just because I wanted to make sure I knew who was taking care of me and what they were giving me and what they were asking me and those kinds of things. So I think that just for myself, it's almost like an opposite of a to-do list. It's like a what happened list. So, yeah. Um, so I kept that in my phone. I didn't have my journal with me, but I did do that. And then, you know, also it was, it was challenging because some of my friends that I did reach out to don't don't look at challenges the same way that I do. So the way that I look at my emotions and challenges is that I have this emotion. I'm anxious. It's okay that I'm anxious. I need to Mm -hmm. let it sit. I need to like sit in it. I need to work through it. Or if I bottle it down, it's going to come out and it's going to come out worse. And that's just not a great thing for me. So I did have some friends that said, you know, you got to be strong or you got to do this or, and I appreciated it so, so much. And I understand that they meant the best for me. But for me, I really had to say, no, I actually am not doing well. And that's okay. And I need to be upset. And so, like, tell me something, you know, so, tell me something good or tell me something else. So um, I did I did still feel like I had to be setting boundaries with people in, in there in the hospital. And I thought that, that I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wished that it was just... Um, hey, we're here for you, you know, and I think that's something that we can all work on when someone reaches out and says, God, I'm having a a horrible day. I feel awful or I'm depressed today. Not saying, hey, but look at your life. You should, you know, you should buck up. It's, it's really, I think more about hearing that person and saying, I'm so sorry that you are having a rough time. Um, I'm here if you need me and I love you and I'm thinking of you. I also even think asking some, it's, it's, it's interesting because even saying, is there anything I can do for you puts it back on that person, which I know yeah. sounds like a really great thing to say is like, if there's anything I can do. So I'll try to say, is there anything I can drop off for you? Is there anything I can bring you? Um, just to try to be a little bit more specific, right? Or right. I don't know, but just, just saying that you're there for that person and that you, you hear them and you're, you know, you're sorry that they're going through it for me works better than, Hey, that I, I hear you, but you gotta, you know, you're a mom and you gotta be strong. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I am every other minute of the day. Like I, I need a moment. <laughs> well, and too, because it's like in both of our, our friendship groups. And I think this is such an important topic is like, we probably are the strong ones, right? We probably yeah, are the, yeah. The ones that got it, that have it figured out. And like I said, I think if, you know what I mean? Had we both had kids around a similar time, yeah. you know what I mean? We probably, our friend groups would, you know what I mean? If they're around each other, they love each other and right. wonderful. But it's like you do kind of, um, your kind of your friend group is, is the people that you're around as you guys are kind of going through something, you know, together. True. So, yeah. you know, kids around the same age or into, into the same hobbies. And, yeah. and that's so true of it. It's like, you know what I mean? Just kind of, I mean, I think it's a great conversation to have with your friends of yeah. like, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? For the most part, I always want to be there for you, mm-hmm. you know, but like a rare occasion I'm in the, you know, I'm having a bad day. I can't, or yeah, like, yeah. I'm having a bad day. Here's what I need from you. Yeah. That's, you know? a, good, that's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, like it's all, it would almost be fun to put that in your phone. Like, what do I need? It's funny. Cause I was reading Glennon Doyle's uh, Untamed 
And she oh, was, yes. And she was talking about how when she was in, like, was ha- when she was in depression and felt like she didn't want to do anything and, like, you know, couldn't get out of it. And, and then when she went to go see her therapist a couple of days later or, or a week later, whatever it was, she was fine, right? And she was like, no, I'm fine. But so she wrote down what she was feeling while she was depressed so she could show that to her therapist and be like, okay, I look fine now, but this is what I felt like then. And yes. I think that's actually a really good thing to, to put down what, what could I get, like, what would I really need when I need help? Like, what is it? Like, is it, is it a phone call? Would it be someone to show up outside my window and say hi? Like, would it be flowers? Would it, you know, would it, would I want them to call my partner or my parent or, you know, those kinds of things or my child and, and have them check up on me? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's so great because I just, I, I just think we're living, living in a world today. I mean, every, you know I mean? You, you see what's going on with Simone Biles. Um, I'm just so grateful that people are just having these conversations. Like I think the majority of family blowups or friend blowups or things like that are usually because that one person didn't understand what the other person needed in that moment. Yeah. And depending on how long the history is of that person sure. not getting what they need, it depends yeah. on how big the fight is. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. And the misunderstanding and the, and, the, and the personality differences, right? I mean, I have people in Kevin's family that I will never, have never, and will never see eye to eye on anything. And yeah. I have to keep them at a distance because partially that's how I ended up in the hospital was stress because of that, those relationships. And, and to me, honestly, they're not important to me because I don't really, they don't give anything to me, um, except for pain. So, yeah, so for me, that's, that's a a bad situation, right? That's a, that's a lose, lose. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like we always seem to be helping them out when they needed it. And we've never heard from them otherwise. Like they always reach out when they need something. And I don't, I don't need that. I don't, you know, life is too short. Obviously, you know, you and I both know that spe- really really specifically over the last couple months um so we absolutely got, right you have to surround yourself as much as possible with people that help fill your cup you know yes and and just people that fill your cup in that in that moment like I mean I know for me like my particular girlfriend that I when I obviously you were top on my list of like someone that I could reach out to that you had been in the hospital and you were wonderful and sweet and then like my other girlfriend that we kind of get like sarcastic and are negative and just kind of talk crap. I was like, this is the girl that I need to talk to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now we're always going to do the right thing and put the smile and put the best foot forward. But I just need someone to to tell me how this is a really shitty situation. For sure. Literally. 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 (laughs) For sure. Well, and I have, you know, like Melanie is that person for me because I can reach out to her at any time and say this blah, blah, blah. And she'll be like, "Ugh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. She won't say like, well, you know, like children in Africa or whatever, like whatever it is, (laughs) or just, you know, like what our parents used to tell us, like those silly things and just everybody is suffering everywhere and, and that's okay. And reaching out to people shouldn't, you know, you should be able to do it and have someone say, okay, I'm here for you and not really kind of challenge your mental health issues and understand that they are real, real things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know like for me, because obviously it was four in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't have any friends that were on the East coast that would be up at seven. Oh, right. <laughs> I do actually, I do. And I could have probably reached out to somebody. That yeah, I guess that was you. 
<laughs> and and so like I said my kind of like pocket like pull out like technique is like I I normally do this in a journal setting but once again I have all these IV hooked up to me so I couldn't and yeah. like and so I just kind of just did like a prayer like where you know I asked God I you know people you know use their you know their higher power their um you know the universe Jesus Allah you know whatever right you know whatever your dominant you know um Whatever you Prefer- believe. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you believe, whoever, whoever that is, your higher self. Um, and I just, you know what I mean? For me, I always start with gratitude about like, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. Right. I'm grateful to be supported by my, you know, my husband and my family yeah. and like, yeah. you know, all of these things. Um, but then I just like, I'm just really having a tough time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I've been putting my best foot forward and like, I just, I really, and especially with the pen to paper, I swear it just really lets me what I call verbal diarrhea, which is like all of that stuff that like you want to say, but you're like, should I really say this out loud? Yeah. And so it's like whenever I feel like in like a journal form, I can really write it out. Or like I said, this particular situation, just like talking about, you know, how uncomfortable I was, how, uh, you know, being in pain, not yeah. being able to slip through the night, you know, having stomach issues, you know, just all of those different things. I'm being embarrassed. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, I know. Feeling like a burden, right? Like, yes. I hate that. Yeah. Yes. And and it's just, you know, that is like very real, you know what I mean? Very real from me, you know what I mean? Just, you yeah. know, from childhood and just different things like that, that it was just like, uh, and it's like, and then I just give it up and I just say, you know what I mean? So I don't know what the solution is to this. Right. Um, yeah. Because sometimes my solution may have not been, like it pretty much what ended up happening the next day was I got out of the hospital. I would have never thought that to be a solution. And that's, and that's the one thing I do remember from, you know, just going to different workshops and seminars and just different things like that is it's like, you know, it's like you want to manifest, but you also don't want to have the attachment to the manifestation. Right. Like, so it's like for me, instead of it being like, I just want to be able to digest the food that would probably where, that's where I probably would have gone. And, right. um, and instead, you know, for me, you know, God had in store me getting out of the hospital the next day. So, sure. you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, okay, like I can, I can like, I can do this. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and it was just, it was a really, a really powerful experience and like, you know what I mean? And then I've just had certain moments where being at home, being on bed rest, not being able to do very much, Yeah, you know, like, um, when I had to do labs this week, um, for my post-op next week, you know, I drove myself, uh, I ordered groceries and like waited on that one and two to get right. my groceries put in my, my car. And my husband didn't want me to do it, but like, I wanted to do it. Cause I was just like, just for like my mental health, I had it. Yeah. To get, I just had to get out and I just had to feel like a human. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and so, like I said, I mean, like this whole conversation, I just think is so important and so powerful you know, for us as friends, how we can be better friends to each other, but as mm-hmm. well as talking with our friend groups or with our listeners, talking to your family or your friends, like, let's just start having these conversations. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. And, and if you as a listener want to send us a message or, you know, any sort of comment, 
we'll keep that on the on the private. We can bring it up on our next podcast. Something else you want to talk about, or if you want to, you know, have any questions. Obviously, we are not doctors or healthcare professionals. Yes, we are. We are moms. We are um, <laughs> right. Chica's raising children. We are not um, doctors, but but we've been through a lot, and we're very open, and we would love to, you know, continue the conversation with anyone that's open to it. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, whatever this is in you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's this new Delta variant, worrying about your kids going back to school right? or, yep. you know, are we going to be on lockdown again? You know what I mean? These are all, all things that are, are real, you know? Yeah, yeah or, for sure. You know, I've had maybe- a hard week with that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and I just think the more and more that we could just start talking about these things and, and make them normal. Yeah. And, um, and then make the conversation, normalize the conversation around what do you do? Because it's like whatever place this person is in is not a reflection of your relationship with them. For sure. And it's real to them. Like it's yes. not, it's not fake. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? I, I kind of think that that's like a good place for us to kind of stop for today yeah. And to just, you know what I mean, food for thought for us, for what we want to do next week on the podcast. And absolutely, like I said, to any of our listeners, we would love to hear from you, comments, things you want to talk about. Um, You know, we want to talk about real world stuff that's going on. For sure. And we, and you know, with a sense of humor and some humility and, and some uh, community, that's, that's, that's our goal here. And you can find us on Facebook. You can message us on Instagram. We have a TikTok account almost. Uh, we've got uh, Pinterest. Almost up and running. Almost. It'll be up and running by this weekend. <laughs> I'll start doing some videos once it yeah. is. Um, and typically we'll we'll do, like kind of last week we skipped it as well, do a, a regular recipe. Um, so so we're just going to give some tips on mental health and, and kind of what you might be able to do. I like I like does, I will write down um, my thoughts. I will also email letters that I, to myself that I'm never sending to that person. That's that a helps great me idea. a lot. Yes, it does. It gets it out and it lets me, because I've sent letters to certain people and they've been, I've been told they were garbage and that my feelings were garbage. So I don't send those people letters anymore. Yeah. Um, I just send them to myself and it does help to get it out and it helps to help me process. So I say, write it down you know, do, do a voiceover into your notes, send an email to yourself. Um, those are all great ways to, to try to get through something. And, and now I'm going to take your suggestion about writing down what someone could do to help you when you, when you need it. Yes, absolutely. And just giving it to, you know, the universe or yeah. God or your higher Text power. it to your friend, right? Like, if yeah. You, and also, yeah, exactly. And, and just, you know what I mean? How, how can I, you know, get, get through this and, yeah. um, you know, just help me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so, well, um, yeah. So like I said, we're kind of on this hospital mental health topic. Um, we'll see for next week. We'll um, see what happens. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. hopefully something a little, we'll, we'll try to do something a little lighter, a little funner, a little lighter, <laughs> a little funner. Yes. But I, and for me too, I just really, I really love this stuff because I really, I do it just makes me feel very connected and, yeah. um, but yes, but we love, we love the fun and the funny, and I have the image of the people washing dishes in my bed, in <laughs> your bedpan, whenever I need to laugh to myself, oh and my it's God. amazing. <laughs> and just the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so forever. I think peanut brittle is going to be in your Christmas gift this year. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get a sponsorship from Seas Candies. Bam! Oh, yes. <laughs> 
thanks so much for joining us today and you know cheers to to staying mentally healthy with a little bit of spice right and a little (laughs) sweetness too and and we'll chat with you next week we'll chat with you next week have a great one all right bye-bye bye